0: Yeah, how long, yeah, how long, well, 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 hello, 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 hello.
1: It has been a, it's been a, uh, interesting time for sure. It's been a lot of changes, up and downs, all arounds, um, I have, uh, still been sober. Uh, throughout all of this. In fact, even more sober than I ever have been before. Uh, I wanted to do another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. Um, I've had a lot of people contact me, talk to me directly about how they quit drinking going through AA meetings. Um, some people need that. It does a lot of good. You know, they find some sources in there that work for them and it's a humbling experience from what I hear. Um, you know, and I think it's great. I think anyway that you can stop harming yourself. Um, I think it's the way to go and whatever path that you need to take, I think that that is what is for you. Me, on the other hand, um, during the time of the last podcast for Sobriety Checkpoint, I was in the middle of a very rough period of my life When I, whenever I was talking about going through those things right then, right now. That was what was battling against me and raging pretty hardcore. I had made a post on Facebook. Uh, it's a public post. If you've never checked out my personal page, you can get on there. It's just Billy Riot. Uh, it's a picture of me playing the guitar. Um, I would like to read it to you and then expand on it for a little bit. And it goes a little something like this. Hit it. It was one night. My balls. <laughs> It was this night, one year ago today, I absolutely had to make a change. Even though the signs and the still small voice in me were constantly nagging at me for that change, I just could not actually do it for a long time. But, but coming home drunk, after I was supposed to be home, way before I had arrived, was honestly one of the best decisions I had ever made, even though that sounds horrible to say. My wife and I have been going through a lot of ups and downs, but this time it was different. She puts up with a ton of my shit, but the drinking had to stop. And I clearly was not the man that she loved, and that devastated me. So little did I know the drinking would stop that very night, one year ago today. I'm going to stop right here just to tell you that if you haven't listened to the first podcast, I stopped drinking on January the 30th, 2022, and I posted this post on january 30th 2023 okay so we're going to continue on throughout the year the challenges came they came hard and super fast the clarity was there the refreshing feelings the weight loss and the sweet tooth oh my gosh when does it stop but what i got hit the hardest with was the boredom and the depression when i dried out i became a walking cage of wrecked emotions I couldn't deal with anything calmly. I had zero patience. I was hell-bent on arguing my way through anything without giving anyone a chance to even think about what they were going to share with me or respond with. I sucked. Looking back now, I realized how I was dealing with so many emotions. I had numbed with the bottle, and they were still popping off in me like dynamite in a tiny house. I was having a nervous breakdown. This lasted a few months. The last time my band played at this joint called Charlie Pub in Charleston on August the 5th, 2022. My wife and I had pulled into the parking lot, and I can't remember what really got me on edge in that moment, but I remember the whole day just being horrible. I mean, there were several really, really horrible days. I told my wife that I wanted to die, like six or seven times. I really meant it wholeheartedly. I fucking hated myself. After actually saying that, it helped me to compose myself and then finally get out of the car. I really just wanted to drive the car out of there and never look back. I'm not a quitter, so the show must go on. After the realization of hatred for myself and speaking it out loud to someone finally, things didn't really get any easier. Relationships were rocky all around me. Work sucked. I couldn't enjoy anything but real desolate solitude. And even in those moments of actually being alone and stuck with just me, I hated it. For the record, I don't have the balls to kill myself. And I've seen enough of the damage of what suicide really does to the people who really love and care for the person who committed it. I was just in an awful, dried up, damaged prison with absolutely no way of any type of escape or relief, so it seemed. All of this while sober yay me early October I was at work and I was about to quit I was so stressed I couldn't get my nerves to just chill rushes of anxiety and sadness all the time were in full effect and if anyone spoke to me at work I just cussed them out or slandered them in some idiotic loud fashion I even told this one guy I hope you come up short on Christmas Put that shit on a shirt. It sucked but I felt horrible about that. When I was younger, I tried out the God thing, but never out of desperation. I went on about a five-year journey with it. I went to a good church, hung around some cool people, but some folks I knew were super interesting in a weird, super cheesy Flanders kind of way. I got sick of that shit and all the fake joyful blowhards that always made me want to puke. So I always thought, where are the people... That really suck get mad struggle and need and truly seek God for who and what he is the people that hurt and reek of imperfection was what I was looking for everything seemed fake all of that was there but I was blindsided by life my horrible first marriage and whatever else seemed to be the norm so I left that life and pretty much had no regrets never being mad at God But I just was not interested in that life anymore. I'm 26. I'm going to go live a little. And that's what I told myself, and that's what I did. Well, recently, back in October, I came across a TikTok of how a man's life was completely changed by reading the Bible in one year. That's all I heard. I realized that I have a chart in my old study Bible, and I could get through that. So I dug that Bible out of the back of a closet, and I blew the dust off that sucker, and I started it the next day. About a week went by and I'd heard a message at work while listening to a podcast containing the saying, obey God and leave the consequences to him. In that moment, I crawled into a back of a Camry at work and I shut the doors and I begged God for help. I mean, I've never been in such a dark place in my whole life. Even through the whole experience of the death of my daughter, did I venture did I not venture to such dark places. But he was there. He was there when she died, and all of us in the hospital room knew it too. He was there, and I've always missed that feeling. Even in ultimate sadness, he is there. He is truly, unmistakably, undeniably real, and he is always there. I finally understand the depths of the saying that he lifted me out of the pit, I've decided to pursue peace as much as I can through God because I never actually have done that before. I've always used to just go to church, go to work, say words like fellowship all the time and drive a minivan and live in a little cracker box. America, that is not for me. I want the real deal. I picked a life verse to help have a foundation to build on. It's Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Since about a week into reading daily and walking, uh, sorry, and working at a good steady prayer life, everything is completely different. The joy in my life, as I always tell people, is just immeasurable. Things are steadily changing for me, and yeah, there are still struggles and I'll never be perfect and have all the answers. It's okay to be desperate and cry out to God. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He heard me in the back of a Camry, and I realized instantly he was there all along. I heard a song the other day that says, I thought I was too far gone, but you always leave a light on. Reminds me of those old uh, Motel 6 commercials where you hear like, he's like, no, I'm time, bro, dad, I'll leave a light on for you. But anyway, yeah, that's just me thinking out loud. I wanted to share this with everyone because some need to hear it, some won't care. And I may even lose some Facebook friends over it anyway. Woohoo! <laughs> so be it. You won't see me carrying around a Bible and pointing my finger at people because that sucks. And the people that do that suck. I don't like that at all. I'll still be out there singing punk rock songs, going to shows, DJing at raves, and just enjoying my life. But I won't be in the pain that I was in because that's gone now. I will see things and pray for folks and share my story of how good God truly is and the opportunity, if it arises, I will always share God with people. Since I posted that on Facebook, I've had people, well, really a tsunami of people contacting me um people that i haven't talked to in years people that i don't know because i made the post public um people that struggle with addiction um people that have regrets about you know when they get drunk and they're mean and things that they've said to people people that um are that know people in jail that are serving time for terrible crimes that have found god and they're trying to put me in touch with them um there are people that are dying that have contacted me about my post you know i don't i don't dude i don't know what to do i don't have all the answers i try to respond to everybody that i can uh there are some people that i keep in touch with on a regular basis now uh just because there's such a joy to talk to and they struggle still and i pray for them every day And they report back to base and they, you know, just tell me how their day is going or what band they checked out or, you know, um, just the small things. But the other things come to surface as well. And, you know, the more and more I think about that, the more I think this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, like I suck as a person and I struggle and I have a wonderful wife that guides me through life and she's so much smarter than I am and without her, I would just be dead inside, and um, she got me to where I am because, you know, she cares for me, and, you know, all along, too, you know, God was there, and just the whole big picture of everything is just so beautiful for me to stand back. It's just so hard for me to put into words, but um, I really... I'm so grateful for everybody that's contacted me, you know who you are. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you for contacting me because if I share with you how I feel, then we're growing together. We're, we're in it together because you can't do it alone. If you really struggle and you need somebody and I'm just so glad that you had the balls, you know, to send me a message. Um, God is moving in my life in so many amazing ways. And all I want to do is just help people out. Um, I'm starting a new podcast called Beauty and the Breakdown. There's going to be some sad stories on there. Um, there's going to be some terrible things that are going to be said on there that have happened to people. And I want these people to explain how God has brought them out of the pit. Because... The world tells you that God is just some asshole in the sky shooting lightning down at people and judging and being a complete dick. And, then you know, there is a judgment of God that we all have to face, but it's not what you think it is. Um, it's a beautiful side of the story that a lot of people neglect because they just don't take the time to look into it. I heard a man say one time that god is a god of diversity therefore sameness is boring but then again if some hardcore righteous teacher hears that he's gonna shit his pants and tell you god's the same yesterday today and forever well if you take a look at it like you know maybe god created everything and how diverse things are and how amazing he is everything god does gives something and That's just wrapped up. That one's for free. Just take that and run with it. Ask about it and uh, see what he opens up for you. But the thing that I know about God that a lot of people don't choose to hear is love. Love works. There are people that have been hurt by God's people or the church or just something terrible has happened to them and they blame God for it because how would God let something so awful happen you know and I who am am I to say that right who am I to make that you know who am I to speak such things I guess you could say well my daughter that died At the age of six i could sit there and shake my fist and get pissed and blame god but we knew that her life was going to be short before she was born we chose to give her the best life that we possibly could they told us that she would never leave the hospital she left the hospital they told us that she would never crawl You put her down on the floor, you're searching for her. She never walked, and she never spoke a full sentence. But she was Lena, and she is still making an impact in people's lives because we chose to love her and to be with her and to make her feel accepted and loved. Those things that I learned from that, I so shoved to the side because of beer and being an idiot. And that was me. Go have a beer if you want one, man. I'm not saying don't have a beer. It's going to make you a dumbass. That's not what I'm saying. I think the things that have happened in my life have brought me to this point right now. And I can honestly say that I am just completely in awe because God is the most beautiful thing that I have ever seen in my life. And I'm going to talk about it and share it. And if you want to, you can head on over to the other podcast when it gets put up. But I wanted to do a part two of the sobriety checkpoint. Because a lot of people, I've I've been asked questions like, they're like, well didn't you just cry out to God because you were desperate yes I did and there's nothing wrong with that I cried out to God because I had nothing left and I don't have the balls to kill myself and if I had the balls to kill myself I would have I would have done it but I had nowhere else to go I am weak and I was down down and the only thing that got me back on my own two feet was crying out to God. <sighs> I'm just going to obey God and leave the consequences to Him. That's all I've got to do. And it it's so much. But I'll tell you, because I've made the decision since October. My life is so much better. Everything around me is so much better. There's no uh, there's no hatred. There's no extreme irritability. Um just out of boredom I would just, you know, watch porn and just say bad stuff all the time and talk shit about people. All of that's gone. I didn't ask for that to go. It's all gone. Um, I don't know if we'll be playing beer porn in a shitty fucking job with so city riot for a long time. We've actually thought about changing the words to uh beer pong and a shitty fanny pack. <laughs> but, um, no, we'll probably play that song. Cause it's, well, I don't fucking... Have some snot. In the other podcast, I talked about the still, small voice that I was hearing, telling me to uh, quit drinking. I read something the other day that uh, reminded me of those moments. It says that uh, whenever his still small voice calls us to do something, it is as though we are given the right of first refusal. I love that because even in my weakest moment, or not really the weakest moment at the time, it was more like at a loud party. And it goes a little like this. When all was rushing by and things were insane, and people were having a good time there was a still small voice inside of me that told me to question and now it reminds me of this passage of scripture it says then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the lord but the lord was not in the wind after the wind there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. But after the fire, there came a gentle whisper. That, to me, rocks me to my very foundation. He got me. And he never let me go. And he knows me better than I mean there's no words to describe it. The peace that is in my life. And some people hit me up and they're like I'm so glad that you found peace and and, and everything is just all hunky dory and shit. But you know, I'm still me. I'm changed. Yes. I believe that I have been healed from some detrimental things. I finally, this morning, this is February the fifteenth. Um, me and my wife prayed together for the first time this morning. We're reading a devotional book, and this is going back to the topic of love. It's a devotional book for couples. Let me reach into her over here and grab it. But one of the first prayer in the book is to ask God to teach us what real love is. But to teach what real love is and to make us loving people. And I believe that's not only for us as a couple, but It's really genuinely for the sake of love because love works, love heals, love gives, love opens up avenues that are just immeasurable. And I don't have time for hatred anymore. I went through a period where my software and everything started to crash um this old computer that i was running this podcast on was dying uh, i could not get it to work and i honestly believe the timing couldn't have been uh more insane with that because i was about to seriously get on and vent about certain individuals that were in my life causing havoc um, not only for me, but um a lot of other people that were seriously dedicated folks that love to work and promote themselves as musicians, djs producers and this person is just awfully toxic and sad, really and I know a lot of people like this, and you know unfortunately, I was one of those people um, not being of a sound and sober mind i was a shit-talking moron and quite an asshole um and i i cut that person out of my life from every angle and then the only the only thing that i had left from that person would be a a spotting from a distance or um just hearing of things that are not changing and going even worse for that for that person and it sucks they were they were pretty cool to be around and then i'm absolutely shocked at um all of the things that have come to surface with this person's character i don't hate the person i pray for the person daily um it seems like that person is an enemy. So um, as someone who believes in the Lord and is pursuing Him with all of my heart, I am commanded to pray for such people. That's a difficult one. You get wrapped up in a lot of bitterness and a lot of anger. And there are some folks that are more upset than I am. But I cut myself out early and I walked off and I, I left a lot of people that were working together you know, for themselves, you know, and I'm back in their lives and it's pretty cool, but I still kind of keep my space because I got other things going on. Um, and I I love all those folks very much. They're some talented, talented, talented people. And uh, I'm glad that the software crashed because I, I had ideas and what I wanted to do to say things. That would have done no good. And boy, it would have been a disaster because I was in the middle of all that shit, you know. Uh, August, September, early October. Rough times. Sobering up isn't easy. And listen, if you're going to do it and you feel you need to do it, you're gonna you're gonna be hit with some phases, but just keep at it and be healthy drink a lot of water and um, get you some good people around you i want to close this podcast um just to tell everyone thank you that's hit me up and supported me and listened to me um i i am just surrounded and uh the joy the joy in my life, I, I tell people all the time, it's immeasurable. I can't even, from, it's coming at me from every angle. It's like that James Webb telescope. It's like no matter where you aim it, it's just so beautiful. And um, I want to give a big shout to my buddy uh, Adam Hale that was listening to me talk about some rough stuff. And he said, it's the beauty in the breakdown to me, And it dawned on me that I should start a podcast called Beauty and the Breakdown. And um, I waited weeks to be able to tell Adam that what he said to me bounced around inside of my brain like a racquetball in a racquetball court. And the noise and the echoes and everything was just, oh, the ideas just started flowing. And it's like a, something spoke life into me. And uh, I asked him for permission if I could use that name, and he said, "Of course, you know it's just a saying." But when I finally told Adam about it that day or that night, we were playing at this uh, big warehouse. We were all DJing, and there were some other really good bands that were playing. And I uh, I walked up to Adam, and it was a day that when we had a mutual friend whose father had passed away, and we have known this man pretty much you know our whole lives and this is a very stern man but a very good man um and I started talking with Adam in the middle of that party about how good God is and about how beautiful he is and the things that he was doing and I told Adam about what he said to me and then we both just were you know Adam's like what six two and I'm like five six, so it's like a, a giant and a ginger midget crying in the middle of a dark rave about how good God is. it like this. <laughs> that was one of the happiest moments. We both talked about it a little bit later on, but I wanted to close with this. January thirtieth, 2022. I come home. I was smashed, and my wife was super pissed. That was a dark day, but it was one of the best days, as I had said before, from what I posted on Facebook. She thought I was leaving the house whenever I stormed out the door. I slammed the door, I was pissed at her, but... She was more mad at me. I get in the car, I just go to the grocery store. I just get myself some food. Come back, we didn't talk for the rest of the night. As a matter of fact, we didn't talk until the next night. When I didn't have any alcohol. She noticed from the get-go. Fast forward to January 30th. 2023 it's about 8 45 ish around the same time as we got in the argument exactly a year ago and i realized that i needed something from the grocery store i get in the car and i shut the door and i start driving and i realized i'd put a cd in the in the cd player um yes, it's an older car, CD player. So um I just I just turn it on. And it's this song. And during the duration of that week, I was reading a lot about how God shines on us and shines inside of us and that we can shine for others, you know, and be the city on the hill and um but it's beautiful it's so beautiful and this song came on dude and I I don't know I lose it all the time so this crying to me it's, it's hilarious because I, there's this guy my buddy Scott that I look up to so much and I told him that I cry just out of joy over everything now and he's like cry baby and I said I am a professional water boy but anyway this song came on and it was just a beautiful moment. And God does things like that all the time. That's how he shows up. And, you know, it's just I'm just so grateful for it. I'm grateful for uh, all of you guys. I want you to hear this tune. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for hitting me up. Thanks for listening. See you later. God bless.
0: stars tonight how they shimmer and shine so bright against the black they look so white come down down from such a height to reach me now Don't reach me now I should see the moon in flight Cutting across the misty night Softly dancing in sunshine Reflections of its light Reach me now You reach me now And how could such a thing Shine its light on me and make everything beautiful. You should feel the sun and spring coming out after rain. that shines on me, shines on me.